They've got us. Good, good, good. Right, they're starting. Do you want it? Go on then, you start. Nice one. Right, <laughs> so first question. Uh, one of my clients, hi Liam, I've got a question tonight. I know it'd be silly to go back in the gym and immediately start lifting the weight I was before lockdown, but how much should I reduce the weight by to begin with? So there's no calculation you can do really. There's no set figure. There's no 50% of whatever. Um, I had load um, at the start of lockdown, but for the past two months, we've just been stuck with 10 kilo dumbbells. So we've literally programmed on two uh, 10 kilo dumbbells and um, some resistance bands. So best thing to do is just go in with an open mind, probably assess volume and drop volume down. Um, it'll depend on how intently you've been training during lockdown. Obviously, load was limited, but intensity of intensity was there um obviously you'll retain more strength if you've actually used the dumbbells then again that's um that's something for you to assess if you've been using them frequently and you've been tackling similar muscle groups and you've been training muscle groups of, a, of a, enough of a frequency but i just go in with i've been up in, up in the ante the last few weeks uh, i'm not near sort of lockdown strength uh, pre-lockdown strength just yet but uh, first few sessions i was just setting baseline numbers as we've discussed um with Jay and I'm discussing with clients currently as we're, we're sort of checking in towards gym reopening and um, just going with an open mind and um, probably underestimate your capabilities at this point. So if you're yeah. sort of looking at the, the higher end of the dumbbell rack, just go in with a bit of a conservative approach and just pick up dumbbells that you sort of can execute comfortably. I wouldn't particularly go for any sort of like grinder reps if you're doing a bit of a back squat and it's, it's getting a bit sticky and um, re-rack it and call it there. Um, I wouldn't go for any sort of touch and go reps where it's going to result in like mechanical failure. I think you sort of set yourself up for a bit of a fall that way. You waited that long to get back in the gym. You don't want to um, hurt yourself no. with a niggle, an injury, and set yourself back even further. Um, yeah. So, yeah, best advice go with a bit of conservative approach. Keep volume fairly reasonable. Um, just assess after a few weeks. The, the good thing is you're going with a bit of a It'll be a sort of a positive approach because you'll go in a bit conservative and a bit sort of uh, underestimate yourself. And chances are you'll pick up reps, you'll pick up weight pretty easily. You'll probably improve on on your workouts. And that's what I found. I'm in week four of a program now. Um, every week, sort of weight's gone up, uh, or reps have gone up, or a, a sort of in tandem with both. That's starting to get a bit sort of short. And I'm still not picking up as many reps and as many kilo, kilograms each week. But obviously, that's me coming back towards the sort of my my working weight. Um, so obviously that's a, a tick in the box and a bit of a pat on the back. We all like picking up reps and progressively overloading in that sense. And obviously it's a bit of a, of a more indirect progressive overload because you're probably not at the capability that you, you could be physically. Um, but it's definitely a good way to ease your way back in. Um, and as me and Jay have said, you don't want to spend 16 weeks, 18 weeks thinking about the gym and wanting to get back in there. And then you go in like a, a boy in a china shop and, and ruin yourself. Um, so just do that and then definitely focus on recovery as well. Um go in with maybe a lesser training frequency initially, just take a few sessions off, um, get get some sessions under your belt, get the, get the feel of things again. If, if you've had 10 kilo dumbbells for the past sort of two months, you've not done a back squat for a while, um, you don't want to be going in and starting to try and break PB or back squat because the sort of novel stimulus on your muscles, obviously you've probably been working lower body, but the novel stimulus you'll feel from the back squat, the sort of demand on your central nervous system, it's quite a demanding movement as it is. So you're going to want to sort of ease your way back into that. So, just treat it as a as a bit of a a taste there. Get back in the mix. Get focused on execution, recovery, and then you'll soon pick weight back up. And obviously, your sort of your, your ego will, will pick that back up again. Um, but definitely don't go in all guns blazing. 
Yeah, I, I've got a similar sort of question, not the same, but a similar question. I've got, um, will the programme I was following pre-lockdown still be suitable? Uh, so this is more to do with not the weight, but the exercise selected. Um, so a little bit different to what Liam's just said, but similar sort of question. So I'll start on with this one. Um, so before lockdown, depending on how long you've been training, how long you've been into your programme and something like that, uh, you, you may have been, um, you know, you may, you, you might have been, training for a while uh, you might have been going for quite a high intensity depending on what split you're on you might have been on like um, a four-day split you might have been incorporating supersets triceps giant sets things like that um, and you might have like your rest time might be on it might have been on its ass um, now similar to what Liam said depending on what you've done over the past eight, 16 to 18 weeks depends on whether that program you were on and the exercises that were on that program are still suitable so for example if you on your previous program, if you were smashing out back squats, um, heavy deadlifts and stuff like that, um, but then you've not done anything similar for the past 18 weeks, then probably not know you. Your program's probably not going to be suitable. Uh, your program would have been designed for the intensity of you at that moment in time, uh, your nutrition at that point in time, your, and, and, and your physique as well, really. Um, like if you were in a fat loss stage or a bulking stage or whatever, then your program would have been tailored towards that. Um, so depending on what you've done over the past 18, 16 weeks, depends on whether your program will be ready to go. If you were, you know, smashing out heavy deadlifts and things like that, you're going to dive back in. You're going to think you can do deadlifts again without building up your hip hinge, uh, you know, without strengthening your glutes, your quads and, and your core as well. If you just sat on your ass for 18 weeks, then the chances are your program isn't going to be suitable. You know what I'm doing, and I'm sure Liam's doing the same. We're taking the next uh, 10 days, wherever it is, until the gym's open to reassess our clients, to look at uh, what's um, what they've done, what's on the program, and then we'll tweak the programs to suit getting back into the gym. So if you were doing upper lower split and it was jam packed with triceps and supersets and stuff like that, maybe it would be wise to, you know just do single exercises, a little bit longer rest, uh, and then go at it like that instead of, like Liam said, going at it like uh, a bull in a china shop. So potentially your programme that you was on may now not be suitable going back in. 18 weeks is a long time, a long time, when you've not trained anyway. Yeah, like Jay said, it depends what you've been doing. If you've not been training at all, then you sort of, you've not warranted to, to walk back in. Um, we all know how people feel after they might want to hold it for two or three weeks, uh, come back in the gym. That first week back's pretty tough, and I, I will obviously yeah. pick up the same programme back from that. Um, as Jay said, probably depends on how, how sort of advanced you are in terms of training, if you what training age you're at, um, how long you've been training for, sort of your execution prior to that as well is obviously important. So um, if you were just on the cusp of sort of a new programme or you were, you were sort of dipping your toes into a bit more of an advanced movement or sort of, certain mechanics that were, were mm. a bit of a demand on you if you're if you've done nothing you're trying to jump straight back into those then you're probably in for a bit of a shock um okay. yeah, i'm treating my clients as sort of a lot have been checking in some haven't um throughout lock, the lockdown period obviously we've all had things on but those ones who haven't checked in um it's probably going to be a case of treating them like a new client again mm, so like a sort of a new pre-application getting to grips with everything where they're at things could have changed in the last four or five months um Clients who have been checking in, they've been filling a workout program each week, they've been going through check-ins and they sort of know where they're at in terms of, yeah. obviously some have had less capabilities than others in terms of load and equipment, but you sort of, you know where they're at in terms of body weight, in terms of body yeah. composition, where they're at in terms of nutrition. Some, some people yeah. may have been in a massive calorie surplus while they've been away and you might come back and have 
they've put pounds on and they, they could even be stronger, albeit in a, in a raw sense. But some people might not have been eating as much. They might have been on a bulk pre-lockdown. Um, they've gone sort of gone missing for a few months and they've not been eating what they should be. The stuff they have been eating might not sort of be contributing nutritionally to, towards the goal. So it depends how you come back in, in that sense. So like Jay said, it's it's something that you've got to assess initially and it might have to be a bit of a switch up for a bit. Um, but those people who have been checking in, obviously with me and Jay week in, week out, we'll, we'll pretty much know where they're at. But you're best to be sort of overcautious, I reckon, in, in that sense rather than sort of chanting your arm a little bit. Yeah, I mean, even me personally, I won't... I... I won't be able, I know I will not be able to go back to the weight I was lifting before lockdown. I've, I've, I've not been as um, lucky as like, like Liam, he's got uh, access to kit and stuff. I've not had access to anything, so I'll be, I'll be in the same boat as most people. I'll probably be starting again. I've just been controlling what I can over the past few months. So I've not done nothing. I've been training, but it's obviously been banded work, body weight work and controlled my nutrition and stuff like that. Uh, so weight-wise... I won't be anywhere near the numbers I was on before. Uh, so my programme wouldn't be suitable for me. I'll have to switch that up. Uh, my next question, gyms are going to be busy and I'm worried about this, how best to approach it. So obviously depends on, it's going to be probably busy. I don't know whether gyms are running booking systems uh, dependent upon size of facility and access and, and whatnot. I don't know whether there are going to be booking systems where you've got to book an hour. I don't know if anyone's got any, anything they can put in the comments to, decide this i've not got a, a recreational gym membership so i'm not sure on the sort of rules and logistics with that but um, if you do get in and you do sort of book your hour slot or you do chant your arm and go sort of willy-nilly um go in with a, with a set plan if you go in sort of a bit blase and a bit like i'll just see what's free you guarantee you'll be in there much longer than you want to be in there yeah. um you won't train as intently you won't get say you have got an hour or it's busy you, you're stuck to 45 minutes you'll probably spend half of that fannying about trying to find the dumbbells you want, bear in mind, you might, there might be a cleaning routine you've got to do after you've used the machine, you've used certain dumbbells. So factor that time in as well. You're going to be really stuck for, for time in terms of getting a session in. So you want to be using that time in the gym as sort of purposefully as you can. Um, so going in with a, with a set plan, monitor rest periods as well. Um, as much for intensity reasons as just getting in and out of the gym. Um, you see some people moan about they, they don't want to spend hours in the gym, but these are the same people who will sit on the phones and, um, messing about, sort of fannying about between sets. Uh, just keep it intensity. Just set a rough rest period between sets. Give yourself enough time to recover, of course, if it's demanding movements, but just be, be reasonable about it. Um, stick your phone on flight mode. Put, download the playlist on Spotify before you go in. Um, get it on your phone. Put your headphones in, by all means, and, and train away. Just don't be like, surfing social media between it, trying to get a boomerang in the middle. Um, <laughs> between sets where you've got a bit of a pump on and things like that, just get in and get out um, it's going to obviously be dependent upon booking booking systems and things like that um, but yeah going aimlessly and you will spend time faffing about just going with a rough plan even if that is sort of like it's not specific things it could be like machine chest press or like chest press and it could be it might be dumbbells it might be barbell it might be a machine press machine squat it could be hack it could be pendulum squat it could be belt squat um, it just, just sort of go in with maybe a bit of an open mind in that sense, but just know a set structure that you're going for. If it's a full body session, factor in those movements. If it's a specific muscle group split, then factor those movements in and, and make sure you, you sort of prep with what you're doing. Because if you go in, sort of like a, it's going to be a bit of a kid in the sweet shop sort of situation. The first time you go back in the gym, it's all going to be novelty again. It's like the first time you ever went in the gym. And I remember the first time me and Jay trained at uh, there's a gym in Hyatt called Dedicated Fitness. Me and Jay went in and, and you just swore we'd never trained before you go in and you, there's, there's that much choice in terms of 
equipment and um, that much weight there there's that there's that much sort of um like diff, different a lot you sort of forget what to do and you, you're sort of looking around like a, you are like a kid in a, in a toy shop you sort of everything's taking your attention and you're sort of all over the place so if you just go in with a set a set plan and a set program specify rest periods as i say leave your phone in your locker or if you want music put it on flight mode just leave social media for a bit you'll be in and out in 45 minutes up to an hour and obviously that's that'll be doable um with sort of maybe cleaning procedures and booking systems you've got to adhere to so um just go go in with a plan don't don't go in aimlessly because uh you will just piss yourself off the wall yeah uh, okay next question i've got um I'm looking forward to getting back into the gym, um, but my main goal is to add muscle and strength uh, with weight and resistance training. Uh, although cardio isn't a goal, should I still do cardio? Uh, so it's a good question, this, and a lot of people ask, you know, what's best for me to do cardio, to do weights? So, so this person, um, Shay, asked me, uh, although cardio isn't a goal, should it be neglected or should I still try and get it in? Um, so... Cardio's like brilliant. It's it shouldn't be neglected, regardless of goal, um, because I can't get my words out here. Trying to piece together the answer in my head. So cardio is obviously has many many benefits. Uh, it's good for you know your heart, your lungs, everything. So it has many benefits. Um, so it shouldn't really be neglected. Cardio is one of the five elements that makes up overall fitness. All right. So you've got your strength, your endurance, motor skills, flexibility, mobility, cardio. So all them five elements shouldn't really uh, be neglected. You shouldn't just focus on one or two of them. You should try and get them all in because they'll work in conjunction with each other and help, like help each other. Just like flexibility and mobility shouldn't be neglected. Um, if you've got tight hips, tight ankles, tight shoulder, whatever, um, and you neglect it, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Um, and then it's just going to cause you issues down the line. Whereas if you did work on them, you know, it'll take your lifting to the next level. It'll help on your big compounds, your deadlifts, your squats, things like that. So it's going to come down to time as well. If you haven't got the time and your main priority is your weight and resistance training, obviously it is going to be on the back burner. It's not going to be um, a priority of yours. But if possible, you should try and get it in. Even if it's just a fast-paced walk, you know, when you're trying to get your steps in, just just elevate that heart rate. Get that heart rate, heart rate up. Um, Cardio's never really been one, of, obviously, pre-lockdown in the gym and stuff. It wasn't really one of my main goals. So similar to you, Shay, it wasn't a massive priority. Liam, you'd probably say the same. Um, yeah. But when I was in the gyms and stuff, I, I would always try and get something in, whether it be 15 minutes on the assault bike, um, 15, 20 minutes on the Stairmaster, just something just to get my heart rate going, uh, just to, you know, get that blood pumping round. So although it's not, a priority of yours it shouldn't be neglected but obviously it's going to be it's going to come down to the time and uh, if you've got no time you, you're not gonna you're not gonna find time for it Um just maybe think to add like 15 20 minutes on the end of a session obviously it's, as long as it's not impeding your session don't do it before your session that's a main one as well and obviously it depends what session you're doing if you're again if you're an upper lower split you're not going to demolish your legs and then go and get on the stair master are you for 10 15 minutes it, it's not going to happen um so plan it in if you can get it in somewhere then try and try and get it in somewhere it shouldn't be neglected um there's a ghost doors just opened um it shouldn't be neglected if you can get it in then get it in 
Are you laughing at Liam going missing? I've had, had to plug my phone in so the tripod come down, so I've just been grabbing cushions and putting them on my chair, so that's why I keep elevating slowly. <laughs> this is my cardio. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> it's, um, at, at the moment, I'm doing it sort of a bit of a, a bulk. I do 35 minutes cardio a week, just one 35 minute stint, try and get my heart rate between a certain zone. That's got my coaching yeah. program for me. Generally, just to, to keep some sort of like cardiovascular health. Um, yeah. If food's high and activity's low, obviously body weight's coming up. Your body's generally going to be working harder to keep you surviving, so you'll probably find that like your resting heart rate will probably increase during a bulk. Um, I know when I'm in, in sort of a deficit and I'm a bit lighter and a bit fitter, um, I have my Apple Watch on when I'm, when I'm in bed, and um, my watch will buzz every so often because um, my <laughs> resting heart rate has dipped that low that my body's sort of making sure I'm still still there i'm still sort of okay um, and <laughs> my heart rate will drop into sort of like the, the 30s um early 40s even um so and then it, and tammy has to start pumping your chest well tammy's well away there she I could be dead next to her could be screaming she wouldn't be asked um, <laughs> so yeah it, it depends on obviously your, your personal sort of st- state outfit are you at yeah. the moment do you need to do a sort some sort of cardio protocol to keep your health up um if you're not as fit and you maybe are carrying a bit more weight, you could probably get away with, it, with a bit of a brisk walk. Um, yeah. Just 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 gauge out sort of inten- uh, the intensity and gauge how demanding it is on your body. You may need to do it for a bit of general health and it may help with endurance and things like that. But it's definitely personal. Um, but obviously, like Jay said, your general fitness shouldn't be neglected just to sort of constitute um, you being in a bulk and you're looking after energy balance. You won't burn that many calories generally running a, a short ca- uh, cardio protocol like that. Um, no. I just do 35 minutes steady state on the bike to try and keep my heart rate above 120. Um, Where have you gone? You've gone. Still there? You've gone. No, you've come back now. You're muted then. Yeah. It's a... You've gone again. <laughs> you just can't hear you at all. <laughs> what? Me uh, pods, me uh, pods street kitchen and connect, so I just threw him to the other side of the room. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you, you got to repeat that last sixty seconds. You went off there, then it was just your yeah. mouth just moving. My cardio protocol is like thirty-five minutes a week. I'll do maybe two hundred fifty, three hundred calories outputted. You could easily ingest that back in if you were worried about it affecting your energy balance, which it wouldn't massively anyway. Just eat a little bit more food, maybe assess you, the food that you're getting in. Um, it's not going to impact your you sort of gain phase that much, um, but it could be worth factoring in just for, for general health reasons. Definitely. Definitely shouldn't be neglected. There's so many benefits to cardio, even if it's not a goal. It's just like you, you, want to, you want to be in a position where in 50 years' time, you're still in a relatively good state where you can still enjoy your life. Um, so obviously... You know, being fit, being as active as you can is going to promote that. Um, you know, strengthening your bones as well as your muscles, tendons and stuff like that. There's just so many things. There's like it, It'll help with like not getting heart disease, um, osteoporosis, just anything like that. It, 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 it should be factored in if possible. But obviously not everyone's got the time to be running miles. <laughs> uh, my next question, strength has hit a wall. What is the best way to approach this? Um... So it, first off, it'd be how long's it hit a wall for? If it's just a case of a couple of sessions and some of your movements aren't budging, um, is is it really warranting? Is that is that hitting the wall? Is it just a couple of stagnant stagnant sessions which do happen? You're not going to PB every week, and if you did, we'd all be huge and we'd all be sort of on stage and 
in competitions. It's not you're not going to do it week in week out. Um, a set of variables around your training. So is it specifically your training? Is it your sleep? Has your sleep been impacted recently? Have you gone back to work since sort of like have you been furloughed and you've gone back to work? Have you got life stresses going on? You mentioned you might be sleeping less. Um, as I say, you could be stressed. What's food like? Has has food been the same? Are you eating less than you were? Have you tried? a new sort of dieting approach that might have affected it or sort of like your pre-workout ritual, has that changed? Do you, you're not consuming caffeine now pre-workout? Are you consuming caffeine? Um, hydration, there could be all sorts of reasons why your movements would hit the wall. Um, it, it could be a sort of, not so much motivation. Motivation gets you so far and, and sort of your discipline will take over. But are you actually going into your session sort of motivated and ready to train? If you're going in just to tick the box and get out, um, we all have days where we don't particularly want to train. We just go in, but if that's a, a week in, week out thing, is that something that's affecting you? Are you actually enjoying your sessions anymore? And are you, if you're training from home, it could be that you just can't sort of get up for it. Um, you're sat on the couch one minute watching Netflix or whatever, and the next minute you're in your garage or your garden trying to throw weights around, and you may not well, you may not be in the mindset to do so. So get in that mindset, stick a playlist on, um, go for your usual pre-workout routine. Have a have some caffeine maybe pre workout and um, get get geared up for it. Look at that sort of thing. But I definitely assess the variables around your training as opposed to directly your training initially. Obviously, if all the variables are still in play, then um, maybe assess training and what movements are stalling. Um, also, look at um, if you if you're mentally allowing it. So if you're going into your session thinking you have hit a wall, um, then you will. Like the the sort of mental thing about allowing it. Um, is definitely sort of evident. If you if you let it in and you pick the weights up and think, shit, these feel heavy this week, guarantee you're not going to hit the reps that you want. Um, no. if, you, if you wrap the bar off the squat rack and put it on your shoulder and you think this feels really heavy, you're probably going to cave after a few reps because you've already sort of let that thought into your mind. If you pick them up mm. and think, like, I'm having this, this is like, this is the set, then you'll get it. Um, I think there's definitely sort of context to that and there is, there is sort of like a good foundation to that to thinking your way through it. Um, so it, yeah, I'd I'd look at look at the variables around it before you do over, overhaul your training program. If it is the case that all the variables are in place and it and it is the fact that you have saturated it a little bit, could you rotate certain movements out for similar movements? So if you're doing sort of a barbell press, um, could you swap it for a dumbbell press? Could you swap it for a machine press initially, just to get a bit of novelty back and a bit of sort of you're still getting a similar movement, but the novelty of a new movement is there for you to sort of try and replicate on, and you might find that that takes you up a little bit. So you might get your dumbbells. Um, you might progress through that movement and you might be able to rotate barbell in at a later date and then you may have that sort of the novelty of it back and you may sort of fall back in love with that movement. I think as much as sort of getting sort of a good programme and sticking with it and, and working on it is good. Um, people can become sort of emotionally attached to movements and sort of you don't have to do a squat, you don't have to do barbell pressing. It may suit some people and people may be good at executing it, but it could just be that you, you may have to rotate it out, but definitely prior to that and prior to overhauling your complete sort of training programme because you've stalled for a couple of weeks. Um, look at the variables that could be affecting it and look at if you're working within rep ranges. If you're going to set rep targets, like eight reps or 10 reps, then if it's just the case that you can't go up the next weight and hit 10 reps, then look at working in ranges. Um, have a rep range of maybe eight to 12 or six to 10. If it means that you've got to drop a rep or two to get into the next weight category, then do it execute yeah. that, tidy it up, get back towards the top of the rep range again and go up again and come back down. It's just how sort of progressive overload works in that sense. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't go changing programmes and overhauling everything just because uh, you've not PB'd for a couple of weeks and you've not uh, 
you've not been up and done bell rack or you've not picked up a couple of reps just look at all the, the factors that could be um, assessing it we've all got lives outside of training sessions we've all got life stresses and we all sleep and eat and hydrate and whatnot around it so it depends how well you're doing those um you, you may your body may not be warranting progress because you, you're not looking after it enough I think I think as well, you, you need to look at whether you actually are plateauing or not. Because sometimes yeah. people, same with weight loss, some people might say I've plateaued, uh, I've not, I've not like, I've not lifted, um, you know, I've not increased weight over the past few weeks or whatever. And then when you actually go back, you might have increased by something as small as a quarter of a kilo, half a kilo. Um, but then if you look back over six weeks where you've not progressed, you might find, oh shit, actually, I've actually gone up three or four or five kilo, whatever it is. I know it's small and I know it's marginal, but that plateau you thought you had might not actually be there. Like if you, Sometimes you can get into your own head. I've seen it mainly with weight loss. People say, I've only lost a quarter of a pound, I've only lost half a pound, I've only lost this, I've only lost that. You add all them half pounds up over 10 weeks and you've lost a lot of weight. You've lost a decent amount. So look at that. And like what Liam was saying about rotating um, exercises and weight and stuff like that, Look at where the exercise is. If you're, if you think you've plateaued on a bench press, but your bench press is halfway through the session or towards the end of the session, shouldn't really be at the end of the session. To be fair, big compound shouldn't be at the end. But just for argument, let's say the the exercise that you've now plateaued on, or you think you've plateaued on, is to the middle or to the end of the session. Maybe rotate that to the front of the session. I know myself personally, Leon and Leon would probably agree. Um, if I was to do a bench press at the start of the session or the mid to second half of my session the weight would be completely different yeah. um depending on what i've done before and if i'm on an upper body uh, bench press at the start or bench press towards the back end of my session or whatever um it's going to be two completely different numbers so maybe bring it to the front uh, don't don't rotate it out you don't need to maybe change the exercise maybe look at where in the program it is um and then look at your form as well if you were i don't know just for argument you were bench pressing 65 kilo but it was a bit it was a bit dirty it was you know your arms are all over the place you're stopping three or four inches from your chest and it's not clean um but you're still three weeks down the line you're still on 65 kilo but you're doing 10 good clean reps although you feel like the weight's not increased you have progressed because the the, the mechanics of the exercise are better you, you know you've improved your mind muscle connection and everything's just firing as it should be so although the weight itself's not done up you you will have progressed on that exercise as well yeah um so okay guys we've got a couple of minutes and um, if anyone wants us to elaborate on anything we've spoke about or any questions anyone's got fire them in the box below um we'll wait around for another minute or two uh, answer any questions or if anyone wants to, us to elaborate on anything and then again like always if anyone's got any questions uh, they don't want to post on the chat on the live or whatever feel free to dm any of us your questions and we'll answer them for you uh, no dramas at all I who's looking another, forward to get go on. i have got another little quick question here take a couple of minutes go on then uh machines we know what your couple of minutes is like though oh yeah Machines are free weights, so they've both got the place. You should probably have both of them in your program. Um, as yeah. we just spoke about exercise selection, probably place your free weight movements um, prior to your machine uh, movements. Your machine ones are going to provide you with a lot more stability. So if you're doing a machine chest press or a machine shoulder press, as opposed to sort of a, a bench press or a, a dumbbell press, you've got a lot more stability in your machine. It's sort of moving on one axis mainly. So um, 
you'd probably be able to do it if you're a bit more fatigued. If you go from doing a machine press and then into sort of a dumbbell press later on, um, you're obviously looking at how fatigued your muscles are at that point, whether you can control it, whether you can stay stable. And like Jay said, whether you can replicate the same sort of execution and the same sort of weight later on in your session. So you should probably have both of them in there and just obviously structure them accordingly. Maybe put your, well, definitely put your free weight movements and your, your more demanding movements first. Um, depends on your mechanics as well. If, if you're a big lanky fella and you're trying to do a back squat, um, maybe look at sort of, you could do a leg press, especially if you're new at the training, there's no reason why you can't do a bit of a leg press and then work your way into squat variations, maybe a split squat, but some movements don't suit some people. Um, you could definitely, you could definitely uh, develop just using machine work, especially if you're new at the training, if you can get the stimulus from doing machine work and you can execute it well, then there's no reason why you shouldn't do that. Um, but in an ideal scenario, both just, just structure it accordingly. Yeah, if you've got access to both, then definitely use both. Um, and then looking at it from maybe not a maybe not a performance point of view, but looking at it from an enjoyment point of view, I, I'd personally like to have both in just to mix it up and keep your session interesting. Yeah. Um, although, although an interesting session may not get you the results that you want, no one's going to do a boring session. So you be, you, you'd be better off doing a session you enjoyed than a session you didn't enjoy. Um, so there's that, I, I'd look at it like that way as well. So away from the performance side of it, make your session interesting. Um, and when I say interesting, I don't mean overcomplicating shit like you see on Instagram. I mean decent exercises. But it's a good, it is good to get both in. Uh, like Liam said, get both, get both in. If you've got access to both, and chances are you've, you've probably not had access to machines over lockdown. You're more likely to have had access to, to free weight. So if, if doing a bit of machine work when you go back in the gym, it's going to keep you keep you sort of in it and keep you you sort of interested. And like Jay said, you're still going to do some bang for your buck using them. Um, by all means, incorporate them if you have if you have missed them. And there's some you are sort of uh, you, you are looking forward to using them by all means. I'm looking forward to anything, anything, anything. just anything. I've had I've had a bar, no plates, and four resistance bands for four months. What about pendulum squat? I thought I thought my mate would invited would have invited me round, brought me into his support bubble, but he hasn't. Who's your mate? <laughs> no, you, you did you did bring me a costa this morning, so. No, I can't to remortgage my house. That was a big big a bill. Large, that. How large is that? Oh, you'll be getting that again. I nearly fell off the chair. <laughs> right, guys, we'll call it. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, we will be back same time next week unless Liam's on nights or something again. What are you on next week? We'll see. I don't usually get that much notice, so. <laughs> okay, six hours notice. I just get cool. to do. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks very much for tuning in. Thanks for your questions. Uh, and we will be back next week. Cheers, everyone. Goodbye.